And praise the Lord, everybody. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? What a great crowd on a Wednesday night. Looks like there's revival in the air. And if you love your pastor, would you get loud and clap your hands and thank the Lord for him? Amen. Can't thank the Lord enough for all that my dad has poured into me my entire life and just the discipline of what it takes to be a man of God and, and huge shoes, but I appreciate every prayer he's prayed for me and every word he's given me. And Bishop Blackshire, our new district superintendent, aren't you? We're so blessed to have him in this district. You're so honored to have his leadership. He took a chance on me as a kid, took me down south and when he was doing some stuff with the nationally and let me preach and exposed me to some churches and then evangelizing started for over 20 years. And uh, he, uh, he was always there for me, still is there for me. I love him very, very much and uh, have high respect for him. Amen. And need him in my life, in my family's life and better my beautiful wife, Janae, and our four kids here and uh, my mom, so good to see her, and grandma, love everybody, El love all of you, we're so glad to be here in person, and thank you for having us, and we appreciate it, it's been over six years since I've been here, and I don't recognize half of you, but uh, I'm glad you're here tonight, and uh, let's just have some church, huh, all right, all right, Matthew chapter 12 and Mark chapter 4, Matthew chapter 12 and verse 43, and Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 41. Matthew 12, 43. And Mark 4, 35 through 41. Can't seem to shake uh, this message from my spirit. Matthew 12, 43. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest. Somebody say seeking rest. And findeth none. Mark chapter 4. Verse 35 through verse 41, the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. He was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What man or manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? I want to uh, try to preach tonight from the subject, when hell gets tired. When hell gets tired. Would you worship the Lord one more time? Lord Jesus, have your way. Release the gift of faith right now from the front to the back for miracles, signs, and wonders. Thank you for what you're about to do. Take authority over every spirit that's not of God tonight. In Jesus' name. And you may be seated. One thing I've learned from great pastors all over America, they all have one statement that they always seem to say when, when I compliment them and talk to them about how great they're doing. They say, well, I'm still in school. I'm still learning. 
I'm still understanding things I did not know before. No matter how great their accomplishments are, it seems like they have one thing in common. They know that learning never ends. Jesus never stops teaching. He's always looking for something to show us. I highly question people when they say God never talks to me because he wants to talk to you more than you want to hear him. He's constantly wanting to show us things that we've never seen. And so it is in our text in Mark 4, he teaches the crowd all day long, all kind of parables. He taught them, explained it all to them. And then when the crowd went home, he, the Bible said he taught the disciples and he explained what the parables meant. And then they thought the test was over and school was done for the season. And he said, let's get into a boat and let's go to the other side. And right when you think you've learned everything God can show you, he brings something out of nowhere to show you another side of him that you've never seen before. You may think you've seen everything God can do, but you have not seen everything God can do. I promise you, he's looking for ways to reveal to you his nature so that you can trust him in every situation and in every circumstance and in every dilemma. And the Bible said a great storm shows up. And the teacher looks tired, and the teacher is falling asleep, and it looks like he's falling asleep. In fact, it says he fell asleep, so he was tired, or was he? He's asleep in the boat, but he's fully alert because he knows what's going on. He has set this scenario up from the beginning of time. The disciples think this is not supposed to happen. He said, go to the other side of the sea. He didn't say we're about to get head on into a hurricane and deal with things we've never dealt with before. And the Bible said that a bunch of other little boats went with him, but all of a sudden those boats disappeared when the storm showed up. You know you're in a great storm when everybody abandons you. You know you're in a real trial when you look to the left and you look to the right and no one's answering your text and no one's returning your call. You're in a God storm. Can I preach to somebody that God hasn't abandoned you because no one's there listening to you? The boats may turn around, but you're still in the will of God. You may understand why they left and why they walked away and why they ignored you, but God still has you in the center of his will. When somebody praise him in a storm right now. I don't know what shut up. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know why he's doing it. What he's got going on, but I trust him. If you have a way out, you're not in a great storm. If your money can fix it, you're not in a great storm. If your connections can take care of it, you're not in a great storm. If your resources can come through, this is not a great storm. A great storm is so overwhelming that you're wondering if God can fix it. It's not just on you, it's now getting in you. And there's two elements to this storm that we know were taking place, wind and water at the same time. And the wind is invisible and the water is visible. Can I preach a moment? It's the invisible thing and the visible thing. It's the thing everybody knows about. It's the water, it's the crisis in your life that everyone is aware of. But every time you're in a crisis that everyone's aware of, there's always something else going on that no one 
one's aware of at the same time. If you've got water, you'll always have wind. There's something about dealing with things that you know everyone understands, but then you've got battles you can't talk to anybody about. Can I preach? There's, there's two testimonies in every child of God's life. The one you tell everybody and the one you tell nobody. The one that you know they can handle that and the one you know they can't handle that. Everyone knows about the wave, but no one knows about the wind. It's the invisible. The wave is the crisis, and the wind is the whisper that tells me to give up and walk away and quit. It's the spirit that comes to me in the night when I'm trying to sleep, but keeps me awake and pressures and discourages and causes despair. And everyone thinks it's just waves that you're dealing with, but there's always wind that nobody knows about. Have you ever been where I'm preaching, where you couldn't explain it, and if you did, they wouldn't understand it because they can't hear what you hear. And Jesus is with me, but he's not fixing it. What do you do when you have the Holy Ghost on silent, but hell's ghosts are quite loud at the same time, and you've got a storm, and you know you've got the Lord inside the boat, you've got God inside of you, but he's not fixing anything. The Bible said then the waves got in the boat. It's one thing if the waves are hitting it. It's another thing if the waves are in it. It's one thing to be attacked by something and something else to be engulfed by something. How do you know when the storm has gotten in your boat and not just near your boat? I'll tell you how your speech changes in how you pray. Master, carest thou not that we perish? When you start saying things like God doesn't care about what I'm going through, the waves are in your boat. When you start saying things like God doesn't know where I am, the wave is in your boat. When your speech changes from faith to fear, the wave is in your boat. From worship to worry, from praise to anxiety, something has gotten inside of your spirit. It's affecting your relationship with God. I want you to notice something. They said, Master, carest thou not that we, not Master, we're perishing. Master, why don't you care that we're perishing? In other words, the storm is so real that they no longer are concerned with survival. They are concerned with getting through to God how upset they are at him. It's not we're dying. It's you don't care that we're dying. It's not that we're going through a trial. It's you don't care that we're going through a trial. And he arose. This would not be the last time he would do that. And he gets up. The wind did not get him up. And the waves did not get him up. But their speech got him up. You don't talk to me like that normally. You normally enter into my gates with thanksgiving and into my courts with praise. But now you're acting like you, me and you've got an issue and we're going to have an argument and you're mad at me. You want to get God up, you get an attitude like that. It's something that he does not, he does not treasure or find pleasure in. It's why are you talking like this to me? 
You don't normally speak to me with those words. And the Bible said he rebuked the wind. Let's get into this. Okay. The word rebuke here, this, it doesn't mean to stop. It means to show honor or to raise the price of something. He's telling the wind, you're going to pay for this. If I were you, I would stop. You're going to regret what you're doing. He's threatening the wind. He's not even dealing with the wave. See, we want him to fix the wave first. I need you to fix this. I can handle the depression. I can handle the suicidal thought. I can handle the fear and the torment. Just fix my money. But the problem is, if he fixes the wave and doesn't deal with the wind, you can't enjoy the miracle anyway because there's other voices in your head that are talking. It's like trying to raise Lazarus up without moving the stone. What good does it do to give you a miracle that walks around in a tomb that you never see? Some things only happen when you let God deal with the invisible before you let him deal with the visible. He's not fixing the situation, but he gave me peace. He's not taking care of the attack, but I feel all right. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I don't know when he's going to come through, but I feel him near me. Rebuking the wind. It does no good to fix the problem if he doesn't fix the voice behind the problem. And so he said, before I fix what you want me to fix, let me deal with what no one else can see but you. And no one else hears but you. Well, some of you are going to wake up tomorrow without depression. And a few hours into the day, you're going, to wait, you're going to realize, I haven't felt this good in several weeks. Your situation hasn't changed, but the wind stopped. And if the wind stops, the waves are about to be dealt with next. It's God's way of letting you know, if I calm the voice, I can take care of the dilemma. Peace. Be still. So he rebukes one force, but he calms another. Because you need the water to get to the other side. But he's, he rebukes the one he calms. Peace be still. And the Greek says to muzzle one's mouth. He literally drowns the water. It's the same word that Daniel said when he told the king. The king said, did your God come through? And Daniel said, the Lord has sent his angel and shut or muzzled the mouth of the lion. In other words, the angel said, peace be still in a lion's den. And the lion said, yes, sir. And the same word, peace be still. It's what God said in the water. And so he's, he's threatening the invisible and he's, Choking out the visible. We think he just said, peace be still. How cute. God is a spirit. And he sees things you'll never see. And he does things behind the scenes I'll never know about. And that's how amazing he is. And the Bible said the wind ceased. Which means, are you ready? In the Greek, it means to get tired and grow weary. And it hit me. Demons do get tired if you ever learn the revelation of how to rebuke them. 
Oh, the devil's always attacking. Why don't you open up your mouth and stop repeating what he's saying and start rebuking what he's saying? You are a liar. You're not taking my marriage. You're not taking my kid. You're not taking my mind. Someone needs to learn that if you want the devil to get weak, you can't fight him silently. You've got to speak and say, stop it. You're going to regret this. I've got more authority than what you think you So when you start rebuking it, it gets weary. You don't feel anything but the demon saying, I wish I'd, I hope this ends soon. I hope I get reassigned somewhere else because this person is fighting back. And you think, well, I rebuked it and nothing's changed. The waves are still rocking. But you had no idea that the spirits are going, I hope she stops rebuking me soon so I can get my strength back to keep fighting her. But shut up. But when you keep saying, I rebuke it in Jesus' name, the Lord rebuke it. There's something about rebuking a spirit. That's why Michael told Satan, the Lord rebuked thee when it came to the body of Moses because a rebuke drives hell crazy. Oh God, come on Lord, I'm being attacked. Get these devils. Why don't you open up your mouth and get them out of there? I'll tell you why you don't. You have no faith in your own voice. You don't think God will back you up. And Jesus looked at them and said, why are you so fearful? I know the wind's afraid of me, but you've taken on the identity of the demon. Because hell's greatest secret is to get a child of God to take on the identity of the struggling spirit that's attacking them. Oh, you didn't get that. I'm going to say that again. Well, I'm so, I'm so depressed. You're not depressed. The demon that's about to go to hell is depressed. Well, I've got anxiety. Stop claiming that. You don't have anxiety. That's a spirit that's trying to get your mind. You can rebuke it. You can say, get out of my house. Get away from my kids. See, here's the problem. When you start rebuking it and you start speaking to it, you feel like it's not changing, but you've got to continue to rebuke it. You might look silly in the car, but you can just start. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. What are you rebuking? Something that is whispered to me. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Well, you might look crazy to someone at work. I'm not interested in impressing somebody at work. I want the wind to die. The spirit is afraid. That's, that's why this, God has not given you the spirit of fear. Fear is afraid. He's going around looking for someone to land on. And he knocks on your door and says, hello, you're afraid. You're afraid. This could happen. And you say, I'm afraid. This could happen. Now it's got a body to live in. That's got a house to dwell in because you didn't rebuke it. Some things only leave when you say, this is not happening here. I can tell you it's real. And the spirit world's more real than the pew you're sitting on right now. And spirits hate to be rebuked because they know something can happen to them if they get rebuked. They can lose their authority and their control. 
When you believe the lie, you become the spirit. Most powerful dude in the world was Elijah. Everybody was afraid of him. He killed everything with fire. He raised the dead. No one could touch him. And one chick said, you're going to die. And Elijah prayed and said, let me die. He's not supposed to say that. He's repeating the message from hell. By the way, he still hasn't died. I think God took that personally. When that that woman said, you're going to die, God said, let's see if he ever dies. God took him to heaven in a chariot of fire because there's something powerful about knowing hell cannot win. They cannot tell the truth. If they're telling you you're going down, you need to rejoice because you must be going up. If they're telling you you're going to die, you need to rejoice that you're going to live because whatever they say is a lie. Paul said in in Galatians 6 verse 9, be not weary in well-doing. When you're doing well, stop saying you're weary. You're doing good. Stop saying, I just don't know how much longer I can take. I don't know how many services I can go to. I'm so depressed. I'm so discouraged. I, I don't know if I can make it. You are whispering. What's whispering to you? You're not weary. You are doing well. And you shall reap in due season if you faint. Remember the snake attacking Paul? We see that as a vicious attack. The snake got his hand and he throws it in the fire. Bible said the snake was hanging on. But we think, oh, hell's breaking loose. The devil's is attacking our whole family. No, we are speaking what he wants to happen in our family. We've got to stop the tide, reverse the course, and say, no, you're not. You're barely hanging on. My loved one's about to come back. My situation's about to turn around, and you are barely hanging on. Mr. Joy Haney was one of the most encouraging people I ever met in my entire life. She made everybody around her feel like she had just got out of a talk with Jesus one-on-one because she had just got out of a talk with Jesus one-on-one. And she wrote in her book one time that she had this massive cyst growing in her neck. And all these voices were telling her that she was going to die. And the thing was swelling out and swelling out. And someone came up to her and said, God said he's taking care of it. And so instead of repeating all the things she was hearing in her mind, she started talking to the cyst. And she said, cyst, you're going to die. I command you to dry up. She wasn't dying. The cyst was dying. But she had to learn to talk to it and some things only change when you learn to talk to it and that cyst dried up and disappeared some things will only break when you open up your mouth and say not in this house as for me and my house we're gonna serve the lord we're gonna overcome we're gonna make it Would you clap your hands if you believe it? Would you act like you believe it? Do you want to believe it? Do you want God to stop the storm? I wish some of you wouldn't wait on me to give an altar call. I wish you'd look hell in the eye and say, you're not doing it. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Get your hold off my son. Get your hold off my daughter. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. 
Let's all stand. I feel faith right now. I feel the gift of faith. Why don't you worship the Lord with some faith and not fear? Why don't you speak some prophecy and not problematic speech? Why don't you declare what God can do and not what hell is doing? Release what the power of God is. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Speak what God can do. I want to say this to you. Satan can transform himself into an angel of light. One of his greatest secrets is to mimic your voice. Oh, it's me. No, I'm really, I really am overwhelmed. No, I'm home. Listen, you can be overwhelmed, but you cannot keep speaking it. Because when you speak it, you give it power. You strengthen the demon. That's right. You are overwhelmed. You are going to go down. You are going to lose everything. But when you're at your weakest point, the Bible said, let the weak say. Some of you don't know that verse, like 90% of you. It says, let the weak say, I am strong. It doesn't say I've got to get strong to say I'm strong. It says when I'm at my weakest point, open up your mouth and declare, I've got strength inside of me. Come on, let the broke say I am blessed. Let the discouraged say I'm encouraged. Let the weary say I'm going to make it. Let the overwhelmed say I'm an overcomer. Let the victim say I'm a victor. I can make it if I open up my mouth. It's Wednesday night. I don't know what wind is whispering in your boat. But boy, if you could ever learn to talk to it. Why did he do all that? So they wouldn't fear the demon-possessed guy on the other side running from the graveyard. And when you've seen him stop a storm, you're not afraid of somebody else's chains. The lesson continues. And so he takes him to the graveyard. And here's a guy possessed going crazy. And no one can tame him. But they just saw the master of the wind stop a storm. And so they're not overwhelmed by the next battle. Because they passed the last test. And when you pass the last test, you'll get victory in the next situation. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, Alaska, you got to speak to it. This place is beautiful. This, this, the nature's gorgeous. But there are spirits that roam this place of depression and discouragement. Every time I drive through this town, I feel that spirit. I come against it in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that spirit. You need to speak life and not death. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Just waiting on the waves. No, 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 no. I speak to the wind while I wait for the waves. I speak to what I cannot see, and God will calm what I can see. Who, who's got a, who needs a miracle? Be honest. Be real. Who's got a situation? You need God to intervene. Seven people. 
I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just going to be real with you because I got, you go big or go home. <laughs> Sometimes you do both. <laughs> well, everything's fine in my life. Uh huh. Why are you here then? I've learned that it's not one message that changes everything. You get healed service by service, word by word. Message, it's like medicine. But the medicine God's giving you this week is open your mouth and talk. Come out, thou deaf and dumb spirit, he said. I want my people to open their mouth and speak. That's what he's trying to tell you. You don't have any confidence in yourself, but have confidence in a God that can make the wind stop and make the water calm. He can make the money come back to the account. He can make the kids pray through. He can make the cancer disappear. He can do anything. With God, all things are possible. You got a knee. Why don't you come to the front right now? You got a situation. We're going to pray for the release of miracles right now. Miracles. In the room, out of the room. In the physical, in the spiritual. In the financial, in the mental. You're being attacked by spirits mentally. You need to be up here. Stop faking it and looking good to everybody when you know you're getting tormented when no one's around. You need to get that demon out of your head right now. You need to get victory in your mind. You'll have authority everywhere else if it gets in your mind. Sometimes you got to go Bartimaeus. Sometimes you got to scream until you see what you want to see. You got to scream until you see what you want to see. You got to start speaking it even though you can't see it. Like Brother Cole said, I just spoke it until I saw it. You got to speak it until you see it. God's going to do it. God's going to fill the house. God's going to save my family. God's going to touch my loved one. Yes. Let the weak say I am strong. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm an overcomer. I'm not defeated. I'm going to win this battle. I'm not a quitter. God is with me. I'm not walking away. I'm winning the battle. The Lord is on my side. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is with me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is with you tonight. Speak it. Declare it. Open up your mouth. He said, open up thy mouth, and I will fill it. If you just want to speak it, I'll speak it through you. Rebuke the wind. Calm the water. Make the hell get weary. I'm going to pray a prayer of faith, and when I'm done, I want you to shout the name of Jesus as loud as you can in your situation. And then when you're done shouting, I want you to start rebuking every attack that's coming against you by the authority of the Word of God and by the power in the name of Jesus and by the anointing of the Holy Ghost that's upon us. Release the working of miracles in this church in Jesus' name. Somebody shout. Jesus! Now begin to speak. Speak to your mountain. Speak to your mountain. Speak to your mountain. Speak to your mountain.
Speak to the wind. Speak to the wind. I rebuke it. I'm not listening to that. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to walk away. I'm not going to backslide. I'm not going to throw in the towel. I will not. The Lord is with me. 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 Some of you need to get along with God right now. Get along with God and just start talking. Just start talking about what's overwhelming you and learn to speak to it. Turn around, Moses, talk to it. Talk to it. Talk to it. Go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Go tell Pharaoh. Let my people go. Speak to what's opposing you. Speak to what's controlling you. Speak to what's overwhelming you. There's faith in your voice. There's faith in your voice. Raise that voice and speak it. Declare God is with you. 